0: It's Easter Monday at the MCG under overcast skies. It's a chilly afternoon in Melbourne. They're down the wrong end of it, Hawthorne and Geelong, so they're relying on a storied history. Mind you, there's an awful lot at stake as we enter this afternoon. We will say hello to Dwayne Russell and Brenton Sanderson properly shortly, but happy Easter to you both. And to you. Let's head straight inside the Geelong camp, shall we, where James Kelly, part of the coaching staff, is with us. James, great to have you on AFL Nation. Happy Easter.
1: Happy Easter. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, Slightly different territory to come to this clash, isn't it, at zero and three?
1: It feels a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it's, um, yeah, no matter what the uh, scoreline of both teams are in terms of win-losses, this game's always a really good one and and one both clubs look forward to. So we're sort of in that position where we want to, continually improve our game and, and put in a better performance today. But the excitement of the occasion and um, the buzz of the day is still there as much as ever.
0: Has there been anything different, James, during the week? Just a session here or there or a chat that, that reflects where the Cats are at at, uh, at zero and three?
1: Uh, yes and no, mate. Uh, it's like, to be honest, we're sort of, um, we've looked at our game pretty closely and some, some things that we were getting really right and doing really consistently. We've sort of been in and out of the game a little bit in terms of those things. And a way of setting the ground up has been a little bit inconsistent. Um, so we've we'll sort of addressed those bigger picture things and the basic parts of our game. We've focused on them a bit more. Um, we're still getting scored against more than we'd like to, so we obviously talk a bit more about defence tie that in with the way we move the ball make sure we're not tipping it over too easily little basic things like that but we certainly haven't um you know tried to reinvent the wheel in terms of motivating the players um we just continually challenge them to improve and and us as coaches do the same things to each other
2: is there one particular thing carol that stands out for the group i know when when you look at some of the numbers maybe clearance and contest is that what you feel like is the number one area to address internally (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think a little bit, Sando. I think those, those sort of numbers certainly aren't helping us. Our ability to play the ground um, and set the ground up and, and play the game in our half hasn't helped us. Um, when know we're sort of grand balls inside forward 50. Uh, we're way out of where we would normally be. So things like that tie into the contest and clearance like you're talking about, but also our ability to set the ground up and, and um, get the players and the ball in positions where we want them rather than having to scramble and turn the ball back over in our D50 or in our back
2: half. What about um, your offense, Like I know last year in your wins, you were averaging 100 marks per game. This year, that that number's down to 84. Do you sort of feel like the opposition have just worked out potentially a way that they can defend you a little bit more effectively? Yeah, potentially. Uh, I think they're probably defending the open side of the ground against us a bit more than they have in the
1: past. Uh, Certainly, that was the case with um, Gold Coast last week is they defended the open side of the ground really well and then attacked it themselves really well. So we probably expect that with the way Hawthorne have been playing, um, they like to go out there and then come back through the corridor. So, you know, that's probably something to keep an eye on throughout the game for us and everyone really. But, um, you know, that, that's certainly one thing that we felt.
2: And what about your confidence, Kel? I know probably last week in that fourth quarter when the game was there to be won, it was a bit unjelong like It was almost felt like the Suns had more confidence and they are a bit more composed under pressure, which is something you haven't, probably probably said it when talking about Geelong for maybe the last sort of 15, 20 years. Is it? Is that sort of something that came up in the review last week? We, we didn't talk about it as much,
1: Sando. The, probably the main thing we talked about is I, I reckon the scoreline probably flattered us throughout the game a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, especially in review, watching it back, I thought, oh, you know, the, the Gold Coast definitely played better than us for the majority of the game, and we probably spent more tickets throughout the game than we would have liked to or or, ha- or wanted to to be honest um, and then that sort of comes out in the, the late parts of the game you know you're, you're scrambling all the time wasting all your energy not wasting but you know spending a lot of energy in defense and you lose a bit of your composure and your power in and around the contest as a result of that so um, you know all the things we've spoken about the the stoppage the contest to set the ground up the ball yep. movement the marks all of those things when you're not getting those right you sort of can't go to the well in the last quarter when you need to.
2: So what's the chicken and the egg situation for you? You've got blokes out of form, and if they're out of form, they don't do all those things you want them to do well. Um, but how do you get them in form without actually doing those things well? Individually? So you speak to them as a group, or do individuals need different massages in different ways this week?
1: I think, I think it's a bit of both. That's sort of the art of coaching, I guess, is, you know, um, coaching the the man and coaching the team is, is always a balance. And, and Sando, I know this really well, is... Sometimes what will motivate one player doesn't necessarily motivate another. And, um, you know, we want to amplify certain parts of our system which might amplify our good players and the role players. You still want them to feel important. So I, I, I think where I sort of sit with it is there's a bit of individual individual responsibility with the players. Is um, You know, a lot of the modern game is you have to have yourself ready um, mentally and physically to play the game. And, and then as coaches... We want our team to be better than the sum of its parts. Um, we've got some fantastic players, but we don't want them doing it alone. Um, the whole team has to be better than the sum of its parts, and we do that by staying connected and working with each other and how you can help someone else set the ground up, how you can help someone else win the footy, give someone a bit better look inside 50, you know, create a little bit of extra space for someone else to take a mark. They're the sort of things that... When that starts happening early in the game, and everyone gets a bit of a lick at the ice cream, all of a sudden guys look great and are in form, you know, in the space of a quarter. So that's sort of what we'd be looking for.
2: And what about today, Kill? How do you how do you beat Hawthorn? I know it's a very young side, and there's been a lot of list changes with them over the last twelve months. Have you have you sort of found a, a game plan that that you think can overcome Hawthorne today? I,
1: I think um, one of the One of the great things about young teams like Hawthorne is they haven't quite figured out how to lose yet. They come and they play and they'll take the game on and they'll take risky kicks and they'll try to move the ball fast. They'll back themselves in to win the footy, which is the beautiful thing about young teams and the way um, Sam's got them playing. But with that, it does present an opportunity. If we sit back... Um, don't defend, don't set the ground up properly. We're going to make them feel good about the way they play. Um, and we will be doing what I talked about earlier. Where we'll be spending a lot of energy that we don't necessarily want to spend, um, energy we want to use in the contest. So uh, our ability to defend the ground really well will be a really um, important place to start the game and, and just be really strong
2: and powerful around the contest. And their small forward line, are you, is, is that come into consideration with selection at all? I know you know DeConning goes out... Um, and you get Colin Jasney back. But is there anything different you have to do defensively come, coming against a, a forward line with with hardly anyone above six foot today?
1: The main thing with that is the, the lowering the eyes inside 50. They're not really a team who generally, or they haven't in the last few weeks, really gone long a lot and bombed to the top of the square. So we just got to make sure we're honouring that, not peeling off too early um, through the midfield and through the forward line, coming up and compacting the ground and making sure there's no lanes where they can sort of work the ball through our formation. Um, but certainly inside 50, like you're saying, with the smaller forward line, they'll be looking to lower the eyes and, and get back to the
2: contest. So making sure we honour that and beat them back in the contest. And Kel, last one from me. Is there anything different we'll see from Geelong today? I just probably feel like the last or the, the first three weeks of the and we haven't seen that speed in the midfield is anything different we'll see today from the cats not, not particularly different sando i think um what we we'll want to see is just um
1: like i've talked about a couple of times it's just making sure we set the ground up well so we've got the speed and energy to use in and the stoppages in and around the contest i think um you know everyone has a role to play in that but particularly we want to be giving the energy to the midfielders so they can get out of those contests and get to the next one
0: how significant is the return of Mitch Duncan in, in a lot of what you're saying?
1: Yeah, he's really important. You know, we, we know Mitch, obviously everyone knows Mitch really well and, and how important a player is. And um, it's, we've sort of had the, I think Scotty sort of talked, we've had a bit of a similar philosophy with Paddy last year. We wanted to hold Mitch back a bit, make sure his body was cherry ripe and he was feeling really confident and, um, you know, it was really good that this is the week. But he provides a lot of calmness and experience his ball use is obviously really good and, and that has a real way of dispersing throughout teams when I mean, you have got someone who's just always calm all, always observing um, what's going on absorbing the pressure uh, that sort of takes that away from other players and they can focus on what they need to do so he's, he's a fantastic player
0: um, it's not all going to be up to mitch today obviously but he's certainly important probably 10 minutes too early with the question but are we on alert for a late change here
1: Uh, Not as far as I
0: know. Are you leading somewhere uh, with that? (laughs) I don't think either Henry or Parfitter are in the game in front of us. That's all.
1: uh, um, Well, Ollie's going to be the sub. Scotty sort of talked about that um, in his presser yesterday, and and Parf is a carryover. So with these curtain raises, just in case someone does a calf in the warm-up, you've got to have someone who hasn't played any minute. So it's a... uh, bit of a reverse raffle for the players. No <laughs> one wants to be the carryover. Everybody wants to play, but, um, you know, we, we, we really value the players that do that for us and, and Parf put his hand up this week, which is great. So it, how could, difficult... could you take
2: Mitch Neved off? He's playing all right in the twos. He's, he's looked all right forward. How far away is he? He's good, yeah. Look, he's not far off, Mitch. He's, he's put together a really
1: good body of work. He's tall, really good athlete, really good in the contest and um, looks like a bit of a Geelong player. So, you know, we're, we're always looking for opportunities to get those guys in and Mitch more so than anyone has put in a really big body of work and he's gone from playing on the wing to spending some time in the ruck and playing inside. So he's a really, really smart,
0: versatile player,
1: which is what we love about him.
0: James, great to have you with us. Good luck for the afternoon ahead. Cheers, guys. Good call. James Kelly is one of the assistant coaches at Geelong. So that's the setup for how it's going to transpire from the Cats' perspective. David Hale just a fraction earlier on from the Hawthorne perspective. AFL Nation is for Elders for Australian Agriculture. We'll get into it with Dwayne Russell and Brenton Sanderson next. This is AFL Nation, the pre-game show for Beaumont tiles. Choose Beaumonts for 20% off floor tiles now.